Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. Is it? Today it will be. Wow. We, we watched a lot of reality television in the past couple of days. Did we not, Ash? We had a very gloomy, wonderful Sunday. It was rainy. It was overcast. No one left the house. We watched about eight hours of reality television, and boy, oh boy, it felt good to be back. It's probably more like three hours and 45 minutes. No way, because we watched an entire season of a show. which Five was episodes five at 45 episodes. minutes apiece. What do you yeah, got? What four, do you got five episodes at 45 minutes apiece. That's like three and a half hours, plus a Big Brother episode. That's Which, an hour, plus three Survivor no, that was, episodes. That was 45 minutes because we cut out the commercials. What okay? about those three Survivor and episodes? So that means, what, I don't know, four hours and a half, four and a half hours, and those three also didn't have commercials in it. So that's another, hmm, I don't know, maybe we watched about six and that's a half hours. That's what I hours. said. They said eight hours. Whatever. Listen, um, not enough, in my opinion. I could just keep watching and watching and watching. That's my brain eating up reality TV at the moment. I'm hooked again, folks. You know, you, sometimes you feel bad about it. You're like, what am I doing this for, huh? Should I quit the pod? Should I uh, just quit life? But you know what? Other times you're like, wait, you know what? <laughs> Big Brother's pretty dang good. I um I, I have often reflect on our, our failings to have a day in the bed, which is something that we have discussed since quarantine bed started. Day. Bed day, we call it. Bed day, where we don't leave the bed for the entire day. It's something Nick proposed early in quarantine. Nick said, listen, we got a once-in-a-lifetime shot to spend all day in bed. Um, this is the only time we're going to be able to do it. Let's do it. Okay, we'll get snacks. We'll get TVs. We'll get everything. We'll get multiple <laughs> televisions. Each of us will have a TV. Lily will have a tiny little television she can watch. Um, and I was like, yeah, I could do that. I could spend the whole day in bed. And that is unfortunately something we just have not been able to pull off. Well, we moved out of our Brooklyn apartment for the summer, and uh, we can't do that here. People would be worried about us. Mm -hmm. No one would be knowing what we were doing if we were in Bushwick right now. That's true. If we were in Bushwick, we could spend a week in bed and no one would have any idea. But I was going to say that yesterday feels like the closest we've gotten to bed day. How? Because I lounged 90% of the day, watched TV, never left the house. Um, it was very, it was, it was a bed day on a chair. I feel like did I feel like I did leave the house yesterday. I drove around for a little bit with my mom. Uh, she wanted to buy some fish to we can do like we did a little fish fry, and uh, went to the little fishery and now and then I went to Dunkin' Donuts and bought myself uh, a nice coffee. So, I mean, I had a, a packed day. Yeah, you did stuff. I wasn't I wasn't talking about you. Oh. I said that's the closest I came to a bed day. Well, yeah, but you kind of spend a lot of time in the bed regardless, like. There, Lately, yes. There was another day last week where I kept coming back up to the clubhouse and you were still in bed with your laptop. I'm doing a lot of work in there. I think you are, but then all of a sudden I saw a whole bunch of jewelry uh, glistening from your ears <laughs> and your neck and your... Uh, and I was like, what is this? And you're like, I've decided that I'm a little jewelry person. <laughs> I bought Ashley um, little studs for her birthday, little ruby studs. I did not understand that they were the tiniest little ruby studs. And I bought them, and then they came, and I was like, this is like literally the tiniest little ruby I've ever seen in my life. And uh, then Ashley went, and she really liked them. She went back on the uh, the jeweler website that I bought them from, 
and uh, she informed me that the name of the studs I bought were the tiniest studs. Yeah, that's literally the name of it. <laughs> Listen, we talk about it in depth on our Patreon um, that came out last week. Are you there? Last Have you week, I, I believe it dropped yesterday. Whatever. I don't understand ago. time. Yeah. I think it was yesterday, right? No. Listen, just join it. Come in over there. We got a surprise coming for you very soon on the Patreon. You're going to love it. You want to sign up ahead of time because you don't want to miss it. And also, give us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Do that for us. Give us a nice little review. Do that, too. We're on Spotify. Did you know that? I don't know. Go on Spotify, subscribe, and do whatever happens on Spotify. I'm an Apple Music boy, just to let you know. I don't know much about Spotify. Also, I uh, we're going to be on Amazon Music pretty soon. Do you want to listen to us through your Alexa? Well, whenever Amazon Music decides to launch their little podcasting part of their thing, I, I believe you can. So... Gear up, folks. Reality blows on every little platform you can possibly have. Also, are you interested in, are, are, you, are you feeling bad that our, our recaps are not around anymore? Well, why don't you go to our SoundCloud account and you can listen to every recap we've ever done of any challenge-based deal, which I believe we've done four or five or six or something. We've done a lot. We've done a lot, and I've put together playlists for every single one. And I actually think I also put together a playlist for our Southern Charm recaps and discussions with the great Julia Johns. You can just go over there to soundcloud.com forward slash reality blows podcast, I believe it is. And uh or just search reality blows on SoundCloud. And uh, you can listen to all of our podcasts and then I've put together those playlists. So you can just listen to the recaps in order and they'll just keep scrolling, baby. They'll just keep going all day long. You lay in bed and do it. One time a very um, wonderful listener told us that they don't even watch the challenge anymore. They just listen to our recaps. That's, That's right. the quality we're given. It's an audio book quality. Um, you can just keep you captivated. You can drive to work while listening to a challenge episode. Don't. Give Viacom your clicks. Yeah, Give that's reality what <laughs> blows your clicks. Yeah, we were taking a strong anti-Viacom stance on the pod. Um, this is a this is a, one of the last weeks of August. It's coming down. It's coming down to the end of summer. I can't believe it. I'm still waiting for it to get hot here. I said um, a couple days ago, I was in the kitchen. I was talking to your mom, and I was like, "When's it gonna get hot, hot?" And she's like, what are you talking about? It already got hot, hot. And I was like, we had like a, a week of 90 degree weather. And then it's just been storms and rainy ever since then. I'm looking for like a good block. I'm looking for like a month of heat and humidity. Where is that? We had it already. You just forgot about it. I want it. I want it for three months. Okay. I want it to be hot and I want it to be just sticky for three months because I've been going to the beach a lot, you know, since we've been here. I haven't gone the past couple of weeks because the past few times I went to the beach, it was cold. Like in the middle of July, using my blanket, using my towel as a blanket. You go to the beach at like 8.45 p.m. I go at 5 p.m. when it's free. I do avoid the lifeguards. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, it's been hot as hell at noon, you know. You just can't get over there. Why is it still not hot at 5? It should still be hot at 5. I think we can all agree, right? I'm very happy with the weather uh, this past couple of weeks. It's uh, been sort of cool at night. And the past couple of days has been kind of cool during the day, and I've very much enjoyed it. Right now, I went outside today. Boy, oh boy, it's a beautiful Monday. It's not too hot. 
uh, you know, Ash and I, my mother and my sister are going to go to some sort of outdoor museum where you have to like reserve a spot so that they can keep people uh keep their numbers low keep them numbers low and uh i'm very excited to be outside and not be sweating my balls off actually yesterday in the evening it was a little drizzly and this was part of it um but it wasn't drizzling when i was actually out there i wore jeans folks it was the first time that i had not worn shorts Ugh. all summer long i hate it i'm not ready for fall and it's getting crispy outside and i noticed that there's some leaves falling on the ground i went roller skating i did like an hour of roller skating um just went from one little neighborhood to the next and i was dodging limbs in the crosswalk you know what's interesting about it being crispy outside and the leaves you know we were at the uh, supermarket we've been doing some of the shopping here um running errands you might some say errands, helping out the old fam and we went to a Wegmans Do you guys got a Wegmans near you nobody does because I did not know what a Wegmans was until like a, a few months ago they um one moved into Brooklyn and everybody kept tweeting about it as if it was like some very exciting event and I was like why is our it's like why is everybody freaking out about this grocery store and now I understand Wegmans seems to be like maybe like if you took Whole Foods and you mix it with like a super supermarket. Yeah, it's like a Whole Foods and a Harris Teeter combined. Yes, and because uh, they have a deli department where you, you can buy like whole pizzas there. There's like a pizza maker guy. But also their own line of food, like the Wegmans brand, is very focused on organic produce so it's like you can buy like Wegmans cheese and Wegmans butter and Wegmans uh, produce it's all organic which I found interesting an incredible bakery I mean it's really crazy in there to be honest there's a, a lot of folks running around and yeah we got cupcakes we, we mini ones <laughs> um not for us even though I've eaten 11 of them um but we we walked in and I got like uh you know now if you've been in grocery stores maybe many of you are not doing that yet uh, depending on where you're living but you know we can kind of go into grocery stores and not feel too crazy over here in new jersey um but you go into a grocery store and uh you know uh you go and you grab your your cart and i assume your local grocery store has like a little um antibacterial uh like wipe that you can use yeah wipe or hand sanitizer something at the door to say hey welcome we're against bacteria usually, and viruses usually both i've noticed if they have the hand sanitizer and carts they also have like a little wipe for you to wipe down the cart. now that's great so i pull that thing out and i'm walking and ashley immediately starts panicking She's like, hey, where, where are you going? Hey, we gotta go over here. There's hey, too come many on, people. What are we doing? And I had to really pull Ashley next to us, There's and too she was many like, people. She was like, okay, you, you, I'll go to the bakery, and then I'll go get toothpaste. I was like, and let's you go split over. up. Let's split up and do this as quickly as possible because the place was flooded with human beings. And I had to calm Ashley down, and I had to say, it's okay. We'll just stick together. We can move slow. We can move slow, and we'll do mm. this. And then Ashley was like, you're right. You're right. You're right. And we ended up uh, moving together, but kind of um, getting to a section, and then we'd split off and get the couple of things we needed in the section. It was a very good team effort. I think we did a fantastic job. But I bring all of this up because we were talking about the fact that the, it's getting crispy in the air and the leaves are falling. It, it has not occurred to me what is coming. And, and I, I was online uh, at the Wegmans putting all my stuff on the on the little, what do you call that, the conveyor belt? Correct. Is that what we call it? Yeah, it's a conveyor belt. 
So I'm put loading these things up, and and Ashley looks over, and she's like, oh, I'd love some candy corn. And I'm like, what candy corn? And she looks up, and there's just like 55 tubs of candy corn like on Ooh, the line. Ooh, doggy. Like, Get some candy corn. You know, we're big and fat losers now. We just eat a whole bunch of bullshit. God. That was how I felt yesterday. And uh, then I looked over to my right, and uh, I noticed there was a, not candy corn in the shape of corn, but candy corn in the shape of pumpkins and like 55 tubs of that and i go mm, i like the ones that are shaped of corn better that's why i think in my head too much thick of a candy corn substance is too much you kind of need them to be small little kernels or it kind of re- it's revealed to you if it's too much the candy corn sucks but if it's small enough you're like this is good but then i'm like why am i looking at this shit it's the middle of summer and and then i start thinking oh my god oh my god Halloween is coming up. How dare they? Halloween is coming up, and we're starting to get candy corn and Halloween-style candy out on the shelves already? I'm shocked, and I'm not prepared. I propose this. No more date changes, let alone holidays. What's today's date? What's today's date? August 17th. Today's the 17th of August. I propose that it stays the 17th of August... Until we get a vaccine and everybody on the planet has it. Every okay, I agree with this. It stays the day of August seventeen. And I'd also like to say everyone is the same age they entered quarantine in. So if you had a birthday during quarantine, it doesn't count. Doesn't count. Give back your presents. It do, it's over. You can keep the presents. Um but all right, you're, keep, all right, fine. Everybody can keep their presents. But you stay the same age numerically. Um, and I don't think there should be holidays. I also don't think the season should change. I think we should be stuck in summer, which brings me to my next point. Let's move to Florida. Listen, I'm, I'm trying not... to go somewhere that it's summer all of the time. I, I just, can we, I'm not talking about Florida. I can't talk about that with you. I've already told you a million times I will never move to Florida. We're moving to Florida, buddy. So, you know, Halloween is coming up and it, it seems like it should not. Like, I, I'm already picturing the fact that, like, I'm going to have to just be doing the same thing that I'm doing. But yet it's Halloween. And here's the fucking shitter on this. Here's the mm. shit on top of the shit cake. The shit shitter. Halloween's on a Friday this week, folks. No. Yeah. My birthday I, was on a Friday. I believe it is. It's either a Friday or a Saturday. I wow. looked at it and I was like, man, we're going to have to wait seven years for this to be another Saturday Halloween again or whatever it Friday, ends up being. Friday, you said Friday. It's either a Friday <laughs> or a Saturday. It's one of the good days that's, that you'd want Halloween on. That's how I felt about my birthday. You know what, though? I'm done partying, so I'm okay with Halloween how following about, on a Friday. But the fact that it's going to be Christmas and we're still going to sort of be not able to do fun stuff. Like, you're going to have to deal with the Christmas. Yeah. I, 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 feel, I feel like everything should stop. And also, maybe we should all be put in prison cells or something. Like, I don't want, I, I, I feel like we should be all punished until this is, is over. I don't want to see the world being Halloween mm. in 2020. Well, the good thing is that you can just not leave your house and not see it. So that is a positive. TV will make us look Let's TV stop will watching make us it. See. Let's stop watching I mean, it. I love TV. I've watched, as you said, we watched 15 hours of TV the other day. Yeah, we did take a deep dive into Love on the Spectrum, which I cannot wait to talk about. Um, and then, of course, we're all caught up, caught up with Big Brother. Nick has been obsessively watching it. I know we don't normally do this, but can I talk a little bit about Big Brother right now? I mean, we don't have to jump into our whole Big Brother thing. But yeah. I have a couple of things I want to say. It has something to do sort of with the last moment that I was talking about. 
I Big Brother is interesting to me because I'm not too sure that I've seen anybody like li- living their lives on television, on live television, since and speak their mind since COVID started. And I think it's interesting that um, you know, specifically Devon being on here and speaking about what's going on in the world. You know, she, uh, you know, um, you know, she mentioned she said justice for Brianna right. Taylor and her voting ceremony last week. And it was an incredible moment on reality television. It was. And also she's got a platform and she seems to be using it in an incredible way. And it just occurred to me, it was like, wow, I actually haven't been able to see anybody like unfiltered on television with a large platform since like TV like stopped because every other television show I've been watching has been like recorded a year ago or I'm Mm. watching reruns or something or it's like a sports thing where the commentators are doing whatever they do I've not been able to get back into sports at all but it is interesting now um I don't want to one more thing I've been watching a lot of recaps of Big Brother and a lot of things and I, I feel like one of the podcasters on one of the major recappers of Big Brother, somebody who recaps the feeds almost every day, I feel like he stole my introduction to this podcast. Excuse me. I feel like I've I feel like I've been swagger jacked. How so? I do. Should I pause it and play the absolutely the clip? Okay, hold on. Okay, uh, folks, he just played it for me, uh, and wait, now he's going to play it for you. I think Ashley doesn't think I have. And then we're going to discuss on. it. Their 22 Roundtable podcast. This is... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Big Brother 22 Roundtable podcast. This is the podcast where we break down everything from the feeds, and on this particular podcast, we will be talking about the legacy of these returning all-star players. Listen, hello and welcome on this particular podcast. That's exactly how I do every single one of our challenge uh, recaps. Done. You you do say hello and welcome. Yep. (laughs) That is true. And you do say on this particular podcast. That is true. You do use those words. But I would say... In general, those are very common words people use on podcasts, especially recapping podcasts. People say on, in this particular episode? Yes. On this particular episode, we will be talking about blah, 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 blah. No. Yes. Folks, you know that I have <laughs> ways that I do things. That's how I introduce every single one. This guy watches the challenge, by the way. Mm. He does watch the challenge. Mm. Why wouldn't he be listening to our recaps? We do some of the best recaps in the game on the challenge. I do think we do the best recaps in the game. Yeah, and you know what? Fine, Taryn, whatever your name is. I actually like this guy. This guy's on the Rob Has a Podcast Network, and he watches the live feeds on Big Brother every single day, 24-7, and you can watch him getting more tired and more tired (laughs) as the days go on. Ash, you don't think I have any credence there. I I just feel like hello and welcome and on this particular (laughs) podcast are just very common things people say on podcasts. On this particular podcast, people say? I think they do, yeah. Listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts. That made me go, wait, wait a minute. And I don't. You know, I'm, I I would have already thought that if I had heard that on a hundred different other podcasts. I, on this particular podcast? I mean, okay, like, I see your point. Do I have to bring up one I, of ours? I, I, yeah, I think you do. All right, hold on. All right, all right. Here, here's our intro. Hello and welcome. 
Welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke. Robert! This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular podcast, we will be discussing the Challenge Season 3. Okay, you got a point. I mean, hello and welcome. Here's what we do here. On, but on this particular podcast, this is what we're doing right now. You got a point. You got a point. I mean, now my question for you is: Have you done a deep dive into this guy's pat into his archives and seen if he always did that, or no. if that's a new addition? No, I. I you I, just heard it once, and I you just, got your feathers all perked up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this person is has been doing this all this. Basically, this is like a roundtable where they discuss like the legacy yeah. of a Big Brother player, and I believe they're only doing that to just show the legacy of the All Stars mm-hmm. for this season. So, I mean, we've been doing our recaps long before they announced there was going to be an All Star season. So, so, you think we got a fan? You think that's a listener right there? We can count. Taryn, if you listen to us, I'm a fan of yours, man. Come Reach on the out. Pod. Reach out, and also. Get some sleep. Nick's worried about you. He has brought <laughs> up that you look tired yeah. to me a few times. Um. Anyway, uh, sorry to to break to break into the Big Brother talk already, but I just feel like there's a conspiracy happening, and, and yeah, and the That's blowhards okay. need to know. The blowhards need to know. I'm really enjoying Big Brother this season. I I wonder why. You know, we started watching Big. We watched Big Brother season ten, um, which came out in 2008, I think. And we we watched the whole thing and we were like, okay, we like it, but we're not going to be, you know, following the franchise. This is not going to be our thing. We're Survivor heads. We're challenge fans. You know, this is Big Brother is just not fully satisfying us in the way that those other shows have. And then this All-Stars thing was announced and we heard that Davon was going to be on and we heard that Josh was going to be on. And these are people we like to watch. So we were like, okay, let's watch it. Because particularly and very specifically because these people are cast. I think if those people had not been on the show, we would not have started watching it. Probably not because I'm always afraid to embark on something this big. There is no reason to start watching Big Brother in my eyes. There's no reason. It's too it's too many se- too many episodes. It it comes on too too often. It's coming on three times a week. There's a live feed which is just like I'm I, that I'm too obsessive of a person to be exposed to a live feed. I've already joined multiple uh, followed multiple Twitter accounts that are giving me updates constantly on the live feed like I I know not to bring cookies in the house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know not to have ice cream in the freezer because I'm going to eat all the ice cream. And so I would avoid Big Brother just on that alone. There's too much material to, um, there's too much content to absorb. And so if Davon wasn't on and if Josh supposedly wasn't going to be on, I don't think we would have tuned in. But we did. We tuned in and we have gotten hooked. And it's just interesting to me, what is so different for us? Uh, with this season than the season we watched because after we watched season 10 we were like okay that was fun but we're not gonna we're not gonna dive into the franchise like this is just not for us but this feels this season we've completely jumped into the deep end um do you think it's just because we knew the people going into it is that it is it just familiarity is that what's going on here ash if we would have started watching season 21 we would have, which was the previous season, for those of you who are not up on it, we would have been hooked into it. It's the idea that we allowed ourselves in. It's not like we 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 thought, hey, if we brought those cookies in the house, we don't like those cookies. 
there's a reason why we didn't open up that can of whoop ass on ourselves. Uh, because when you open up the can of whoop ass, you get your ass whooped. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I feel like we just, you're, you're on to it there. We, we, don't let, we don't bring the ice cream in the freezer because we don't want to be addicted to that ice cream. We mm. want to eat the whole thing. We opened up the cookie jar. And now we're eating all the cookies. Mm. And the cookies think, are dang good. I would say we bought the cookie factory, if I'm being I mean, it's real. a lot. It's a lot. It's um, so much. We're consuming a lot of content. Um, but, you know, I thank God for Ray Sani, because I have another person to talk to about this season other than you. You only have me. Yes. And what's that like? It's fine because I'm also listening to the podcast, so I you have are. much more than you. You don't allow yourself the podcast. I am also, and I, I think I talked to about this a little bit on the Patreon, um, but I am also not traditionally, and you folks know this, a person who seeks out the extra content online with the Instagram accounts and the Twitter accounts. And Nick the, hates spoilers. The spoiler accounts and, and the Reddit threads where ashley knows how to handle that by by getting a little spoiler here and there and not have it actually spoil her enjoyment of watching the television the packaged deal online or on on tv i won't do that the fact that the feeds are going on and this is a live television show changes it for me a little bit in that i am I realize there's a whole nother show that they kind of want you to watch. Mm. And it's not a whole bunch of like, hey, here's how it really went down, being told to you by cast members who have been booted mm -hmm. or super fans and stan accounts. This is like, no, CBS has done something. Part of the aspect of watching this, the part of the fun, and some people think the most fun of it, is the fact that you could watch these people 24-7. Mm. So... I've a little bit turned on the feeds, not as much, and, and the feeds being there, there's a live feed to Big Brother that you can watch if you have CBS All Access, you can watch it online, you can watch one of four cameras in the house at all times. Um, you know, they are on the West Coast, so they could be sleeping when you get up, um, but if you tune in at like 10 p.m. Eastern time, you're going to see them eating noodles and talking game, and you can watch that. Mostly it's eating noodles, yeah. from what I can tell. A lot of people eating. I've caught some game here and there. You really have to be dedicated to catch the game see, going See, I on. don't have time for that, because also they start whispering when they're talking they game, do. and I'm they like, do. what? What are they saying? So, and I'm like, I'll just wait for someone to update one of the Twitter feeds I follow. So there you go. This is what I'm saying is that I, now I, I've tried watching a little bit, and I've kind of liked it, kind of, and then I've been a little bored, and then... There are people like the great Taryn who every day. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. <laughs> On this particular <laughs> podcast. Uh, uh, this particular person, um, Taryn, <laughs> almost every day, either in the morning or at night, he's recapping the night before or that day of yeah. the feeds. And he's doing this work so I don't have to. Right. And talking me through it. Now, normally I was like, why would I want that? Because CBS is going to put a whole edit together of the week's stuff or the past couple of days stuff and you won't you know you you're not going to get the full enjoyment out of like the the cinematic aspect you know the storylines that they're putting together a couple of things are different than this in the challenge number one cbs does not know who the winner is okay it's happening right now that's huge so the they're just kind of putting together what they want to show us for that week and it's not even a week it's like 
you know, the largest amount of time is either Thursday to Sunday or Sunday to Wednesday. But, you know, Wednesday and Thursday are back-to-back episodes. So it's like you're not getting that much spoiled for you. Here is the biggest reason. You see these people making the, the, the game moves and the talks, and you, you're like, wow, I can't believe so-and-so is aligning with so-and-so, or I can't believe so-and-so is targeting so-and-so. You're like, wow, this is crazy. But why? You don't know why, because their diary room, their confessional, their interview room, you don't get to see those unless you're watching the actual television show. So there's a whole other aspect to watching the CBS part where it's like I've been watching these people have discussions about this and I have no idea why Memphis has decided to put these two people on the block. Why, why, why? And then you go and you watch the show on Sunday and you go, oh, it's because he wants to do this because he quite literally tells the camera that. So you are getting different entertainment, different aspects of the game and the show, depending on what you're watching. And there's a lot of stuff that happened this week that they did not show on Sunday night. They did not show last night that were like kind of interesting. And now I, I know a little bit more about why certain things happened. Um, spoiler alert a little bit for those of you who are watching and aren't really caught up yet on Sunday night's episode. But what I'm speaking about is there's a character named Ian, and Ian was kind of targeted by Memphis, who is head of household. Okay, he's kind of in charge of putting somebody up for elimination. And Ian, um, there's been like, does Memphis not like Ian? Does Because there's some ties to old seasons. I don't want to get into it. But one of the characters competed in a competition where he was able. they were able to save Ian. And they did, even though... Christmas is who I'm talking about, is in Memphis's alliance. And Memphis does not know why he, she saved Ian. Why did you do that? I know why, because I was listening to the recaps and watching the feeds. It's because there was another character who was in a secret two-person alliance with Ian, who is also in a big alliance with Christmas, who convinced Christmas that it's important for Ian to be saved. We did not see that on Sunday night's episode. It made it look like it was all sort of Ian working it. Mm. But I know that it's been reported on and shown that there was another character who is in an alliance mm. with Ian. So you know what you I'm talking about? You love a mystery This to is crack, what I'm talking baby. about. You love a mystery to crack. Folks, I'm hooked. Folks, you know, I'm hooked. Do you know what I'm hooked on, Nick? What? Hello. Right. <laughs> do you, you want to know who that I'm is? That's on? Nicole Franzel, by the I way. I know, of course. Are you listening to the feeds? No, I'm not, but she's the only person I know who's in a, exactly. a one-on-one alliance Apparently, with Ian. she's been working on Christmas. Anyway, sorry, guys, sorry. Christmas is a dud. Um, what I'm pumped about is the at-home film fest that is going to be Whoa, this week. You're I'm, moving on yeah. your own personal agenda? Yeah, I'm moving off of reality television. You just started talking about it. And I want to talk about my own personal agenda, which is this monthly show that Sarah Tolomash, very funny comedian. She's been on the Late Late Show. She's been on a bunch of television. Um, her and I do a monthly show on Zo- on YouTube Live um, where we show shorts from comedians, artists. And we raise money for um, either like a nonprofit or a charity or some sort of community resource center. Um, this month we are raising money for the House of Rebirth in Dallas, Texas, and we have a stacked lineup. We have so many fun comedians on this month, but the reason I'm talking about it, it's on Thursday, by the way, 9 p.m. Just go watch it. It's on YouTube Live. Right after Big Brother. 
and it will actually be up all month. We'll be I'll be plugging it all month to raise money for this uh, charity. You can vote on your favorite short. But the reason I'm talking about it is because it is the one thing that I have successfully continued to do throughout quarantine. I feel like I have been creatively devastated over the past few months. And it's just, it's hard to be a comedian when there's no stage. You know what I mean? We've, we've, we've had our podcast, so I shouldn't say it's the one thing. It's the second thing because this podcast has been a source of creative fulfillment. But it's just interesting to like have started something that we thought was only going to go for a couple of months. And now we're looking, I think this is our fifth one. Um, and I just really enjoy it. And I'm excited to make, Nick is going to have a video in this week. I'm going to have a video in this week. I'm excited by the videos we made. Um, have you guys watched the one on my, go to my Instagram or my YouTube. It's all Ashley Brooke Roberts and you can see Nick's mom and his grandma. They both made an appearance in last month's, um, video, which was called Greta's Garden. And it's just, it's been like, I don't know, it's been nice to have a project. I think that's so important. I've really been counting what my mental health, um, sort of like my mental health toolbox, you know, staying sane toolbox. And I think a big part of it is having something to focus on, having a project and the acti- the physical activity we've been doing here. I feel like the physical activity for myself has slowed down to almost a halt. But What's up with that? I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. You were going on walks. You were bicycling. and Well, the weather's been shitty. The weather has been, been shitty. It's been raining a, a ton. That's so, true. Um, you know, but other than that, I don't know. I'm also not feeling it. But that's not what we're talking about. Um, I, 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 I agree. It is nice to have something to focus on. I do feel, and it, I believe that this is the theme of your... Uh, of, of your of your maybe a, a video or maybe the particular show on, on Thursday between you and your co-host the great Sarah Tolomash is that um, it, it it's interesting you have so many weeks to do something and then it like last minute you have to do it because that's how I feel it's like I know I, I help technically out so I'm involved in this in this in a very small way um, but that allows me to be able to make a video each month for, for your show, yeah. which has been nice. And the show is Thursday, and we are recording this on Monday in the morning. So yeah. that means, let's see, that we have it's tonight. three days. Three days. I haven't made my video yet. I haven't made my video so, yet. <laughs> so, like, we've had weeks to do this. Yeah. We knew it was coming. Yeah. I mean, granted, it did get bumped up a week. It got bumped some, up. Because of some stuff. Sarah's going to be out of town. But, um... Still, we, it's like well, you think like maybe okay, you, you do the show on Thursday, and you're like, oh, thank God that uh, that I, this went off great, and you know my video felt good, but I'd like to maybe be more prepared next time. Yeah, I should maybe start working on it. I don't know tomorrow, right? And instead, it's literally like two days before the show. So, but I think that that is like about us getting to know who we are as creative individuals, which is that we are last minute people. I don't want to be that. Okay, you don't want to be that. I don't want to be that, but I do accept the fact that that is who I am. I don't accept. And I think that like what that means for me, being a last-minute gal, is that I have to have a deadline. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. So all of these things, these like creative projects that um, I, am, I am solely holding myself accountable for, they never get done. But as soon as someone steps in and they're like, I'm going to need this by X and so day, then I'm like, okay, 
I will wait to the last minute, but then I'll do it and I'll be proud of what I do. Sure. So it's just, you know, we're you read that book, The Four Tendencies. I did. Okay. And that influenced our life. It, for one, gave me, um, you know, an excuse to procrastinate knowing that I'm a, what am I called? What is it? When I, I, I I'm an upholder, obliger. obliger. I'm an obliger. Um, so that, remember that chapter of our life when mm-hmm. you were like reading that book and taking extensive notes and then we would talk about it during the day, we'd go get coffee and you could go over your notes with me. That was a fun time period. It was, it was about six, seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> feels like. We're always in a state of, um, like about to get there. It feels like we're always yeah, in a state perpetually of perpetually pushing that boulder up the hill, folks. <laughs> um, and that boulder being self-development. But I think everyone feels that way, right? I mean, Sisyphus is a metaphor for personal growth. Yeah, I just wish I would have. I mean, all that said, I just wish I would have uh, done this video last week. I, I'm like, I'm just thinking about the fact like I should get it done tonight. Yeah. And then we ordered these microphones and I advised you to order a certain microphone and we got the microphones and they're a little lavalier mics. Good. We're trying to be able to up our sound game. Yeah. We're just kicking it up a notch. And it really, they were like $35 like a piece. Right? Yeah. It was cheap. So it was like, yeah, yeah, get this one. And then I just hooked them up before we started recording. And I'm like, mm, these weren't the ones we needed. Yeah. So it's like that hit that hit hard. That really upset Nick. It did. It was like, ah, I wish we didn't have to now just send these back and get new ones. And did we need them to begin with all of that? For the idea that I have, which is the stupidest idea. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know. But um, it is going to be fun. And you can tune in live. It's kind of like Big Brother. Check out the feed. Yeah, check out the feed. Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The YouTube account is called Robert's Tolemash. That's R-O-B-E-R-T-S. T-O-L-L-E-M-A-C-H-E. Robert's Tolemash. But there are like links in all of the bios on all of my things. So you can just go there. You know, you were talking about, um, you know, creating or, or building towards something that helps you sort of uh, makes you feel fulfilled. Yes. And, um, you know, we I uh, just had to do a session of of teaching to uh, the wonderful kids over the program we teach for comedy. Um, we teach kids comedy. If you're new. Hello. Welcome. So I just did a, my last session of summer camp. Um, and, uh, we had our class show. All the kids were fantastic. Such a funny group of kids, such good writers. Um, I kind of felt like, uh, I needed to up my game a little bit on the performance aspect. I have to, you know, introduce the, the children, but also I have to introduce the show and I have to do, you know, as a MC does uh, in comedy, I have to do some time, got to do some jokes. And I wrote, um, a bit a couple of weeks ago. Um, that I had forgotten I wrote. It was really the only real joke I feel like I came up with since we went into quarantine, aside from my first couple of sets that I had to do for for shows, which were all quarantine-based material. So it does feel like cheap a little bit to be talking, to be making quarantine jokes. Like, it, it feels not hacky. I wouldn't go that far because I do think that I at least have a creative twist on things. But the idea of, like, here's my quarantine set um, to me feels a little, I don't know, icky. I don't know why, but it does. And I've done them, and they're fine. But I wrote my first bit that is not quarantine-based but is a new bit. And I haven't had that new bit mm, feeling. That I love new, a new bit feeling. That new joke smell. 
Love it. And I got to perform it, you know, uh, to no avail because it is on Zoom. And there right. Was no and you have no reaction. idea if it hits. And but, then you text the teacher's assistant and you go, hey, how was that? And they go, great. Well, the teacher's assistant, who is Emma, who you guys know because we had her on our podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, she was laughing. Good. She was laughing. I noticed that she was laughing. She's a great audience member. Yeah. Emma is like just a, a, a wealth, a, a, a fountain of support and love. But uh, it felt good to be able to have that bit, rehearse that bit a couple of times in my own head and then actually perform it. And uh, it felt like a real bit, and it felt it felt like a real bit that I thought was funny. And so, to me, that made me very excited over the idea of continuing to write comedy. Mm. Um, and sometimes it only takes just one. It takes one little breakthrough uh, with your writing, or you know, making a little film, as Ashley was saying, or or anything really creatively, uh, where you feel like you hit the mark in some way. To allow you uh, the the headspace to continue to create. True. Um, and to me, that's pretty cool. And uh, I felt I felt accomplished there for that second. Now, where else am I going to perform this stuff? You know, when you know normally you'd be excited to do it at the next show that you were on, but the next show that I'm on, you know, will inevitably be a show where I get no response from anybody. Uh, so I, you know, there is that sort of hurdle to get over. But you know, got to take the good when it comes and I felt very excited by that now the fact that I have to make a, a video that I'm unsure about that will take time and uh, will be rushed and now my dang microphones aren't correct that's another hurdle I gotta jump over folks another creative hurdle we, you, you take you know you know one step forward two steps back sometimes mm. with these things but mm. who knows maybe maybe these microphones will work out maybe the video that I make will be creatively fulfilling. And that's why you got to keep chasing the dragon mm. when it comes to being fulfilled. You yeah. Know. But, um, Did not agree more. Should we take a break and come back and talk about love on the spectrum? Yeah. We watched uh, an episode, an episode, a season, a season of a Netflix show called love on the spectrum. Okay. It's on there right now. It seems to be, uh, people are liking it. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. But if you want to, uh, you know, pause this and watch a couple episodes and come back because we're going to talk a bunch about it. We watched the whole thing. Five episodes um, and uh, delightful television show and uh, good stuff. So, I mean, just uh, stick around. We're going to take our little break and then we are going to come back and talk about Netflix's own Love on the Spectrum. Hold on. We're coming back. Hello, folks. We're back. Wow, wow, wow. Back with some energy. Love to hear it. False. We... It's fake energy. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to energize myself by being loud. We binged uh, Love on the Spectrum in a day yesterday. It started with friends and family telling us, hey, have you guys watched this show? Hey, you should probably watch this show. And Nick and I said to each other, we'll watch an app. Okay? We're classic one app. Uh, a classic one-ep couple over here. We'll watch an ep and then we'll reevaluate what happened. We watched an ep. We fell in love. We binged the whole season. You should too. I mean, it's just, first off, I was a little concerned about the show just because it does follow people on the autism spectrum as they go on dates and try and find love. And then they show a couple of... Um, couples like long-term couples who are autistic who are together and what I was worried about 
was sort of a classic TLC problem. I'm talking about the network TLC, where they take um, something that makes someone different and then they exploit it for a television show. I did not want to see that. And luckily, I don't feel like I did. I feel like who, whatever production company made this um, really did an excellent job of not, not um, belittling these people and putting them out there as if they were something to gawk at. Right. And did you explain what the show is? I said it's a dating show about people who are on the autism spectrum who are looking for love. And they also follow some long-term couples who are uh, also on the autism spectrum. Did you say that? I did. I really did. <laughs> I don't feel like you listen to me a lot of I, the times. I'm sorry. I was literally looking at w- the fact that the cord where my uh, headphones are always seem to be a little shorter than I need it to be to feel comfortable in the chair I'm sitting in. Mm. And maybe that's because I'm on the autism spectrum. Um, there well, seems to be, well, it, it seems to be one of the characters on there zone out quite a bit mm. uh, when, when people are, when people are talking to them. And, and I feel the same way sometimes I feel the same way. I I'm, I'm just saying that through watching this Ash, you and I both looked at each other, I don't know, 11 times throughout the series and said, Am, am, am I on the spectrum? Are you on the spectrum? Am I on the spectrum? Are you on the spectrum? Listen, that's not what this podcast is going to be yeah, about. I, I think it might have to be a little bit about that. I mean, specifically you, Ash, there there does seem to be a lot of similarities in some of the manifestations of the autism with your own life. Um, and we've talked about it a little bit on this show, some of the things that uh, comfort you or make you uncomfortable and I saw a lot of that stuff in 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 some of the characters here. Now you're not wanting to speak on this, but well, I think it's I worth just... talking about. I'm not. I'm not. Just, we're not saying anything bad about it. I love you. You love me. I know. You know I, with I, our ticks that we have, sure. But some of the anxiety that uh, is showing itself in some of the characters or the people on this show. I feel the same way about, and I feel like I almost handle in the exact same way that some of the characters do. And and some of the, I would say, some of the stimulus and, and texture and, uh, and you know, the sounds, the touches, the things that soothe you or set you off seem to set some of the characters off on, on this show as well. There is a lot of similarities, let's be honest. But I don't think it's very responsible of us to watch a show and then diagnose ourselves (laughs) yeah i don't think but i will say that i went on the reddit board for this show which is small um unfortunately not that many members but that seems to be a a thought uh a lot of viewers are having is finding similarities um, with these people in themselves. And I think that that is awesome because I think that that helps um, sort of autism visibility. I think it's great for people to be, to see people who are autistic and living their life and be like, Hey, I'm not that different from that person and have that show, have that sort of an impact. I think that is phenomenal. I mean, that is honestly what reality TV should be is showing people who are maybe experiencing life in in a different situation than us and then finding common ground. And that's like sort of the thesis of the real world, you know, like eight strangers coming together to figure out whatever. The point is, is that I think the show was just like, executed so well and i think that there's like some standout people 
on the show um, who I, I would watch them have an entire show of, the, of themselves. You know, one guy in particular named Michael was... Michael seems to be the star, I mean, as far as the response uh, that I've seen on this show. Michael is a star. He His sound bites were incredible. He was incredible. He was so honest about who he was. It was just a pleasure to watch Michael and get introduced to Michael. But I felt that way about all of them. Um, the thing that, you know, when you and I were talking about, like, how do we talk about this show, you know, cause it was kind of like, how do we discuss this? I honestly did not think you were going to come out of the gate and tell everybody about my similarities. Well, um, I have some similarities as well, but, um, you know, I mean, not to harp on this, but they also, we, I learned through this and I, this was seemed to be filmed in Australia. Yeah. Um, but, and maybe it's a little different in America, but it seems like, um, autism, uh, is, does not have any criteria to diagnose uh, females or girls. Yeah, because um, they're held to a male standard, right. which is very common in mental illness. Like with ADD, that was the case forever, that like girls were just not diagnosed with ADHD um, because they were it was they were held to the male model. So if you didn't, um, you know, manifest symptoms like a guy, then you just didn't have it, which it's like we're all, you know, we're different. So there's um, going to be biologically a difference in, in the manifestation of behavioral patterns. But your girl was diagnosed with ADD in the 90s, which is actually quite an achievement because right. no one was really, no females were being diagnosed. I have, I must have been a bonkers child to have gotten that diagnosis. They must have been like, yeah, she's got it. You know, and that being said, I mean, it seems like you weren't diagnosed for autism. Nick. I'm just saying, like, you know, it, you know, maybe some of this stuff kind of just wasn't, what, the, the science wasn't there. You're being girls. irresponsible right I, now. I'm not being irresponsible. Ash, do we should we go through? <laughs> I don't think that it's very respectful to just kind of be like, I, I, I don't like when people sort of um, say like, oh, he's autistic or she's autistic because they think that they're acting in a way that they shouldn't. I don't like that as shorthand in conversation. So I also feel like saying someone is autistic or, you know, when you don't, when you're not a professional, I think is, it's borderline, it's borderline offensive. You should check that impulse in yourself. Sure. I would check that impulse if I was being funny or I, or if I wasn't being completely honest and earnest in what I'm saying. Plus, <laughs> I know you hate this, Ash. I really do. But I want, I'm, we're going to move on from this and I just don't want, I don't want you to think or anybody out there to think that I'm, I'm doing this to be funny at all, but the conversation that we had throughout this entire viewing yesterday were, <laughs> we've had little conversations of, oh, that's interesting. You do this or, oh, that's interesting. I do that. And of course, when you're looking at it and you said the, the community on Reddit feels the same way, it's like, oh boy, you know, it seems like it's called the spectrum for a reason. And it's not like anybody, you know, it, it can't fall on the spectrum. You know, it's just like where? And we honestly, we saw such a wide range of autism on this show to where, you know, it's hard to not watch a show like that or this particular show and go, boy, it's interesting. Like, this person is matched up with this person on a date and they're both matched up because they both fall on the autism spectrum. Yet 
their autism seems to be completely manifesting in completely different ways. So while watching that, you go, well, that's it. It's, you know, it's, it's tough for me, at least. I'm not going to speak for you. But some of these um, people on the show have such um, extreme manifestations of their autistic behavior, whether that being OCD um, or just pure, full anxiety uh, set off by certain triggers. And you're seeing it. You know, we, there was a character who's, you know, literally bouncing around when her... Um, you know, anxiety would... When she gets excited. Get excited. Yeah. Um, but then that person was matched up on a date with someone who really just looked like Prince Charming, handsome guy, who, yeah, maybe he put his foot in his mouth a teeny tiny bit, but it, it's interesting that the both, both people are diagnosed with the same... You know, um, I don't even know what you call it. What is it? Uh, what, what is autism? Like, wh what would they be diagnosed with? I get, they're both diagnosed with autism, but it's so, it's manifesting in such different ways that one person, it's so clear to, to me that it's like, oh, this person's autistic. This person has Asperger's. Um, and the other person who also says that is just like, I'm not seeing where this manifestation is here. And so when you're looking at that, it's only normal in my mind to go, Boy, if it's like, I can't notice it in this person who's been diagnosed, yet they're saying these certain behaviors mean this certain thing. Well, do I fall on that spectrum? And, and maybe just my manifestations were not shown to my parents when I was a kid, or I was able to soothe a lot quicker or easier. And so you really do think, like, I could be on this spectrum right now. You know, I am a odd duck, when it comes to a lot of my tics and mannerisms and emotions towards stuff, you know, like things set me off pretty easily. You know what I mean? I do not like to go into rooms with a lot of people I do not like or know. Not even like, it's really no. No one likes to go into a room with a bunch of people they don't like. But there was a scene in which one of the characters on this show really legitimately could not walk into that room. Yeah. He shut down. And I, I think that, like I said, this speaks to the idea of like autism visibility. Like it's very cool that this show exists and that people are watching it and being like, oh, I relate to these these other humans that I didn't think I could or would relate to. And I think that that's rad. I, I think that that is like what you know, that's the good side of reality television is like presenting people who you don't think you have any connection with and then being able to be like, oh, my, we, you know, we share, we have similarities. I can empathize with your situation. I can put myself in your shoes. I think that's just great for autism awareness all around. When we were talking about this show, Nick, the thing, and we were like, how are we going to talk about it on the podcast? Because before we started the podcast, we had originally kind of come to the conclusion that, like, we don't really know much about autism and it's not something that we were going to, um, you know, speak on as people who are just watching a television show. Like, we're not, you know, we're not well versed in it. We're not uh, medical professionals. No one in our life, as far as we know, has been diagnosed with it. Um, and the thing that we had talked about discussing was the idea of um, first dates and like sort of when you because you're watching people meet each other for the first time go on these first dates and also having to sort of present 
um, their their true selves, you know, because there's really not any sort of, you know, Nick said that there's a couple of people where you don't, you know, you don't fully realize that they are on the spectrum until they tell the partner or the person they're on the date with. And just like how, how tough that is to be meeting people for the first time and presenting yourself and all of your, um, and you know, all of your eccentricities. And we were specifically going to talk about dating, which is what I thought we were going to be discussing here for this part of the show. I guess I'm not that interested in that. And I think you're not that interested in it because when I said, let's talk about first dates and how, because what, another thing I walked away from this show watching besides just, or thinking about besides just autism visibility was just like that period in your life when you want to be in a relationship, you want to have a partner and you keep striking out, you keep not forming connections because I don't think we saw one connect, spoiler alert, by the way, I don't think we saw one connection that then turned into a relationship. I haven't followed up on the characters or not characters on the people and see where they're at now. But uh, I feel like that would have been included in the show. Um, So it is just kind of like reminded me of my 20s, you know, before I met Nick and going on dates with people and like wanting there to be a connection, wanting something to be a spark um, and then just feeling just nothing for that person and then feeling um just kind of confused and worried that I was going to be alone and so I wanted to talk about dates but then Nick was like I don't have really gone on many dates so I think that's why you jumped into the part of this uh podcast that you did jump into is because you're a guy who never went on dates and you're embarrassed about it and so you (laughs) wanted to say that I have all of these similarities between people on the show okay now what do you have to say about that you got you guy who never went on dates why didn't you go on any dates before me huh you never went on a date before me is that true (laughs) I've I sort of did. Yeah, I sort of did. But not many, no. Did you take a woman out to dinner before I came into your life? Yes, I've I've been on I've I've had a I had a very serious girlfriend. Don't for a bring up years. your high school girlfriends. <laughs> they don't count. It went count. into college. It went into college. They don't Okay, take take You have her to remember out. I'm much younger than you. You're okay, not number that one. Much and number two, we've been together for like 55 <laughs> years. So it's like yeah, okay, me talking about a high school slash college girlfriend, that seems, but when we started dating, I was like 24 years old. You were not 24. I was 24. You were 25. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. And it was uh, two years, uh, a year and a half out of college age. You did, You stopped dating your girlfriend when you were 19. Your high school girlfriend broke up with you when mm-hmm. you were a freshman in college. <laughs> <laughs> so you were 18 or 19. So that's a that's Yeah, but I also years. didn't finish college. So that was like basically four years that's of college. six years between when you were broken up with and when I entered the picture. Yeah, it was bad times, man. <laughs> so bad times. Did you ever take anyone on a date during those six years? Uh, I did. I did go on a date. A yes. stranger? Because I'm talking no, specifically yeah, about of. first dates. I'm talking about someone. I, no, it wasn't a stranger. I, I had met the person from comedy adjacent things. Oh, yeah? Who were they? It's a person okay. from, I don't want to <laughs> talk about who the person was, but it was a person from New Jersey. I've never heard Jersey. about this person. A person from New Jersey. What? Yeah, that's right. Who? A New Jersey person. It was when I was doing improv, short form improv in New Jersey. And so I met somebody, approached me after the show and then i went on a couple dates with this person a fan 
Someone from the audience? Someone from the audience. I wouldn't call them a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Someone but saw I impressed you. them with my surliness on stage, I think. And they were like, that's the one for me. Yeah. And you went on a couple dates with them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to. It's very funny to me the w- way that this person decided that they liked me. Why? You did a dick <laughs> joke? <laughs> No, no jokes. It was improv, a short form improv. So I guess it was kind of jokes. No, so, uh, there, I had brought a, an audience member on stage, and that audience, because you're supposed to, in short form improv, a lot of the times, have you seen Whose Line Is It Anyway? That's short form improv. And so there are some of the things where they take an audience member out, and they're in part of it. You know, they play a game. And so I took an audience member out, and it was this kid, some guy. Um, I was probably 22, and this person was probably like, 20 or yeah. something young maybe 19 yeah um and uh he was uh t- going into business for himself he was ruining our game and uh, what do I, you mean like, going into business for himself so like if you're he in, was starting in, his own company no i'm sorry that's how it's a, <laughs> a re- <laughs> wrestling term when you go into business for yourself in wrestling so, like, say, like, in your pro wrestling, it's He it's was a trying pre- to be a comedian. It's a predetermined match. I'm not, I'll take this time to explain this term because I like it and I want to use it in our own relationship. Um, but when you, uh, you're, you and your opponent are, know the outcome um, and you have to kind of get to the outcome, one of us is going to win. But if one of the person kind of breaks away from the plan and starts, like, beating the crap out of you and you have to keep, like, sh- to keep the business afloat and pretend that it's real, this guy can have his way with you and you have to keep reacting to it, making your character seem worse. Kind of undercutting the whole game of it. You're like, fuck, we're supposed to, I'm the g- good guy. I'm supposed to kick your ass. And all of a sudden, you're throwing it out when we're on the stage and I can't do anything about it. Same thing can happen in improv where it's just like, okay, we're playing a game and you have to do your thing, right? When I touch you, you have to fill in the blanks. And so I'm doing a scene, right? This is, this is what they call um, totem pole or there's some fucking name for this game where you take two audience members and you put them you remember this one? You oh, put them yeah. on e- either side of the stage, and then two improvisers are having a scene. And then at points in the scene, one of the improvisers will go over to their audience member that they're close to, and they'll tap the. Per- they'll say a sentence. They'll be like, "So I'll, I'll do it for you, okay?" Mm-hmm. And when Ashley talks, just know that I've tapped her on the shoulder, okay? And I'm the audience. You're member. the audience member, and I'm an improviser. And I'll be like, "That's interesting because uh, I thought you and I were gonna go to the lavender field." Right. Lavender field. And then you have to now improvise and justify the fact that they said lavender field. Well, this particular improviser or this particular fan or whatever he was, uh, audience member, that's what he was. I was like, uh, so you do it to me. Like, um, And then I I met her in the hallway and she said she was late to class because... Shit fuck pussy ass. What? (laughs) So (laughs) that's what this person was doing. Right completely derailing derailing and trying to get into there so i as a 22 year old surly man yeah vindictive one might say um might have slapped this guy across the face (laughs) (laughs) what i slapped this guy across the face what in a comedy way in a comedy way because he had done it a few times and i gave him a little slap oh my god (laughs) did he fight you no, he didn't. You slapped him across the face? And then, in order, when this I realized... Is your, <laughs> this is your story about how you went on a date with someone? <laughs> in, in order to make him feel better about what had happened, I went on a date with him. 
No, I gave him five dollars. What? I, I handed him five bucks. What did he do after you slapped him? He held the five dollars up, went back to his seat. No, but I mean, you slapped him, and then you said, "Hey, the here's five dollars." The audience cheered. Mm. This is how much this guy was annoying, and people were were booing. People really liked this show, right? People were really. We had a dedicated audience that would come and they were young people they were like uh they were people usually people under the age of 21 because it was on a friday night and it was an all ages thing you could do yeah so we had a lot of kids that were like nerdy kids that would come to see improv shows i mean us like who you would have been right you know like interested in this theater thing and um you know we also got like 20 year old people who would drink in the parking lot and get drunk and like heckle this guy fell into that. Mm. And, uh, you know, people didn't like the hecklers and sort of, of the people that not. took They're away. They're ruining the show. So I, I kind of stage slapped this guy across the face. They're in I, business I didn't, for I themselves. Didn't, I didn't attack him. But I did give him one. I gave him one real quick shot. And uh, the, well, the audience... Well, slap doesn't involve contact. There was some contact like here. Was I would contact. say it's more like a... It was more like a, uh, a pro wrestling slap. There was contact, but I made it look like it was more more than it actually was he mm. wasn't like hurt let's just put it that way yeah but i did feel bad afterwards and then so when the game was over i gave this guy five dollars to not sue me out of a bit it was good and yeah. people enjoyed that part too but people cheered when i slapped this guy like cheered and because of that a person approached me after the show and i went on a few dates with this person what was she like she was all right how what old is was it? She? First of all, this has nothing to do with <laughs> autism on the spectrum. How old was she? She was like 20. Yeah. What did she do? I think she just lived with her parents. Okay. And she had a job? I think she was in college. And she was like, that was really cool how you slapped that guy. Kinda. <laughs> that was sort of the approach. And then- I was also, not to toot my own horn, I, I, that particular show, I, was, I, I had a great show. So it was like, it was a build up. Of like if I was having a bad show, I don't think I would have taken the time to slap this guy. But also like you've been in improv before, like you're held hostage. Like it's either you do something about it or you have to stop the show and go, guys, this isn't part of the show. This guy's ruining it. Yeah. Can I get another? You know, you're like ruining the whole thing. So in order to take back, yeah, to get my heat back, you know, I I had to slap the guy. You assaulted someone. I assaulted somebody. So tell me about this date. Where'd you guys go? We that your one eat. day we that, to Fridays or something. And what was she like? Hands. Did you get along? Uh, yeah, but I realized that um, I, <laughs> I think that this person maybe wasn't up to snuff conversationally. Oh, you were running yeah. the show. You know, as I, as I tend to do. That was actually a very big issue with me as a dater. Um, was just feeling like I am driving this conversation. And not only that, I am the funniest person here, okay? I, I had a big issue with, um, you're smirking at me. <laughs> well, I'm what just the saying, hell's going on? Well, I was like, until you met me, you know? That's yeah, all. <laughs> finally, someone who could fucking keep up. Damn. Um, yeah, I think that's an issue with being a lady okay. uh, comedian is that you date guys who either... Um, don't who are in- intimidated by you being funny, or um, are just there for you to be funny at, and then they're not competing. And then yeah. you male comedians like you don't want to date female comedians. I know you're against yeah, it. No, I, yeah, maybe I said I was against it, but 
Any female comedians out there want to go on a date? Let's go on a How date. How dare you? When we first started dating, <laughs> you were like, I can't date a female comedian. Being funny is my thing. It was a, it was, that was definitely a hurdle we had to get over. You had to us. get over. You had to get over it too. I did not have to get over it. <laughs> you I complain was, about it more now than anything. I only complain about it now for different reasons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, you put me on the spot. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about the fact when, about how when you get overwhelmed, you want me to squeeze your head. <laughs> it's not squeeze, it's a pot. <laughs> It's apply pressure, but it is a squeezing motion that makes you I feel like calm. things on uh, my head. <laughs> okay. And that's why I'm obsessed with my sleep crown right. pillow. Your sleep crown, your expensive pillow. My sleep crown has revolutionized the game. <laughs> I no longer need you to cradle my head yeah. when I get overwhelmed. Why'd you bring that up? Well, I just figured you put me on the spot. I'd put you on Did the spot. Did I put you on the spot? Yeah, of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Anyway, listen, dating's tough. And uh, I think this podcast is over. I want to talk more. I All I wanted to do. We have with to this, go do a thing today. All Ash. I wanted to do with this level in the spectrum thing was to talk about our first dating lives before we met each other. And instead, you told everybody that I like my head squeezed. <laughs> I thought we were doing something else when we talked about it. Why? We had a conversation before yeah, the podcast. Yeah, but I figured we'd also roll into the, to the similarities that we had. But, uh, you know, I talked about my social anxiety. And uh, we're talking about how the fact that, you know, you need uh, somebody to squeeze your head when you're full of anxiety. Okay, first off, when was the last time you squeezed my head, dog? Okay, (laughs) that's not something that's (laughs) happening anymore now that I have my sleep ground. That's true. Um, Listen, folks, you know, maybe we could just talk about this more next week if we want. You know, we can actually go into the characters if you want. Uh, I mean, we gave you maybe a little teaser. You can go ahead and watch. I have a lot more to say about it. Yeah, go watch it and we'll talk about it some more because there's more to say. Well, we could go through the the people on the show a little bit because I I did enjoy the people on the show. But, you know, then again, we probably won't do that. We'll probably probably do something else. Who knows Um, what will happen. But we've given you a show and you should accept it. That's This is the show for We're also watching, I don't know, I cannot tell if we're talking about Survivor on the main feed or on the Patreon. Neither. We've decided that this is just for us now. But we brought up the uh, the Survivors that we were watching on one of the Patreon episodes. I think the last one in July we were talking about it because we're watching, we watched 24, 25, 26. We wanted to see um, the infamous Cochrane in action. So we've started... We've actually watched 23, 24, 25, and 26, just not in that order. Yeah, not in that order. But for this and specific then run, that's what we're doing. Um, um, yeah, so yeah, we're watching... I mean, we're watching season 26. It's enjoyable. It's Unfortunately, it's a season that has a uh, brand enhance and... Uh, he is terrorized. The the uh, he's unhinged. He's <laughs> mentally unhinged. They, he shouldn't be on the show. They finally like backdoored him out of the show last episode that we watched, and it was like a breath of fresh air. Because I mean, you're 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 going into the season and you're going, oh, this guy Philip's supposed to be a nut, and then like 
cut to like this guy Philip being like afraid of the fact that this guy Brandon was gonna like stab him with like a, a machete in his sleep. Brandon's insane, and I'm like pissed at Survivor for bringing him back. Do they not have like a a psychological screening process? I don't know. That's a mistake because the stuff that we read about him on the internet is just like he's had some really weird shit going on in his life, some really traumatic stuff he's been involved in. Um, and uh, it's like he also came to this uh, season, uh, two seasons later that he was on or whatever it was, yeah. uh, with a fresh um, uh, Confederate uh, flag yeah, tattoo yeah. on his pack. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. And then the whole time he's calling a black guy on the show a bitch. It's awful. And then on the other tribe, they isolate some other black guy on the show and and because they think he's, you know, and that's how it's edited. It's, you know, it's not even like, uh, they probably had the choice to not, to not make it look like like angry black guy on each tribe. You know, it is a weird season, and I was not expecting this, because we clearly just, we were like, cool, Cochran. We want to know all about Cochran, and we didn't realize to get to Cochran, we had to, like, wade through these, like, uneasy... Uh, waters of the of... fact that everyone told us we gotta watch you gotta watch Cochrane you gotta watch Cochrane and no one warned us that on every Cochrane season Brandon is there. I know it's really tough. I mean, I can't. But honestly, the first Cochrane season is incredible, but not because of Cochrane, right? Because of Coach. Yeah. Um, and Coach is incredible. Yeah. So it's like I was like, oh, I'm gonna be excited to watch this Cochrane season, and then I forgot the reason I liked that Cochrane season is because I liked Coach, and really in the first half of this uh, Cochrane win season, tw- 26, you do not get any Cochrane. We're at getting all. hardly any Cochrane. But then I actually brought that up the other day, and and I had to remind her that like it seems like you don't really get the winners at it. Uh, starting until the merge happens and the merge has not happened in, in this season. But yeah, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. It seems like every reality show that we like, you can like hook your, you know, sink your hooks into. Um, if you delve too deep, uh, you, you have some like shameful television that you have to get through. I mean, Ashley and I listened to a interview with the great Yul Kwan. Yeah. Um, uh. who was on Winners at War, who was my favorite of the season until he got the boot. He, I, I didn't know anything about um Survivor at that point, and uh, the way he was being showcased in the first four or five episodes, I'm like, this guy could win. But now that I've I've watched so many seasons of Survivor since then. I realize it's probably not good if they're focusing on you in the fir- before in the, the beginning. Merge. I mean, really. Yeah. So they ended up giving him the boot and um and like a really dice, not a dicey way, in a smart way, because he probably could have won the game. The game might have been different if he was still there. What does it say about Yule that I did not watch his 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 entire season? I've only watched him on Winners at War, and he's one of my favorite Survivor players. We listened to his his like a uh, post game, yeah, um, and that solidified. He's like it. he's in uh, my top ten he's, for he's sure. Li- he was literally there for ALS research, and uh, um, you know, the first time he was there for um, you know to to kind of perk up the diversity mm-hmm, on, on the, the show. show, and we didn't know we don't know much about every season of survivor but it turns out the season he was on the tribes were separated by race insane i mean this is why i brought this up where i'm like what in the fuck well i was talking to ray about that and she said that um after that happened trump wanted to do that with his show uh what was his show called the apprentice the apprentice he wanted to separate teams by race for this business show <laughs> 
I mean, it's funny because it's like literally another, it's like hell. Like you're, you're thinking about, this is what television in hell would be like. Yeah. Have um, you guys seen Stay now, Tuned, that, the movie Stay Tuned? Yeah. That being said, because of that, I need to see this season. Like it's we like, ha- I want to see Yule in his entirety. It's the Yule win. He's also a hunk. We got to see. Real. Yeah. Yeah. He's a handsome guy. But I mean, and he also seems like he's a great father. And, and, and maybe a, and Ozzy's and a, on his season. And, is um, that right? I don't know if Ozzy's on that season. Okay. I mean, I guess he would be on the white uh, on the white tribe. Um, yeah, there was a white tribe, a black tribe, a Spanish tribe, and an Asian tribe. So I'm saying like maybe Ozzy would be on the white guy tribe. Mm, is Ozzy white? I th- yeah, that's a white that's a that's a white uh, guy. No, I don't want to pause it. I, who cares if I'm claiming that this guy's white and he's not Ozzy? I'm a, I apologize to you, but I don't think he's on that season. Um, uh, but Yule um, had a lot of interesting things to say about that in, in this interview I listened to, and I um, and that he was literally there to trying to see if like he can like get more representation on television for people of color, and then like when he went to like the auditions or he went to like the the callbacks for the cast, he looked around and he was like, "Holy shit, this is gonna be like." a super diverse season and like I can't believe CBS is doing it this is gonna be really cool mm. and then he gets on the island and they're li- the reason that there's so many people of color is because they're gonna make three different tribes of people of color or whatever and it's like wow and apparently they tried to do it again and they just couldn't get the numbers correct and so that's so insane look I got a question I have one question and um which is when you were going on dates with that girl uh-huh. did you stop going on dates with her Yes. So was she like, I'd like to see you again? Flighty person. It was a flighty person, and it was easy to just get out. And and you wanted out. Yeah, I was not interested. And then who did you go on a date with after that? Um, It was this cute girl who uh, she, I don't know, she used to have to squeeze her head when she fell. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, we got to go. Okay, I need to take a shower so we can go to this outdoor museum. We're going to a sculpture museum. We'll talk about it next week on the show. Yeah. But, uh, folks, I hope you're doing okay. Watch Love on the Spectrum. I know this, we didn't do a fantastic job of recapping it, but, you know, we do what we got to do. It's a really great show, super bingeable, really sweet, and you're going to fall in love with the people on the show. And you're going to want to know what happened to them. That's uh, that's another thing. And, and hope for a season two. Uh, guys, we love you so much. Make sure you check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Uh, as Ashley said in the beginning of this show, we will be doing a little special thing on that. Um, big announcement. It's not a big announcement. We're going to just start doing it. Um, so uh, we'll talk about it, I guess, next week on this show. Yeah. And then uh, we will launch our little special treat next sh- week as well on the Patreon feed. Um, yeah, and you can also just catch up with all the episodes that we did. We just did one a couple days ago. What did we talk about on that thing? Mm, oh, we talked about, oh, oh boy, we talked about our apartment and our- yeah. Really, our existential crisis over in New York. Yeah. I mean, so, if you want to hear about what's really going through our brains, you you check that out. Yeah. Two uh-uh. People on the Edge is what that podcast episode should have been titled. We're living on the edge. But it was kind of also, that was half that and half like a classic chat shit. Um, yeah. Where we kind of just talked we about uh, up. some goofy stuff. We had a lot of fun and all that good stuff. My favorite things. Uh, my, my, like, my summer edition of things i'm super into yeah discussed ashley got to talk about stuff she loves talking about stuff. i really do i love things that i'm currently obsessed with you get to hear a lot about a board game guys get on our patreon get on our patreon 
Um, thanks so much for listening. You guys are the best. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.